Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones, and I'm here this morning, Text Driven Tuesday with George Mays. Here we are. Who finished up Hebrews chapter 11. So if you've got a Bible, you want to go ahead and grab that. That's where we're going to be today, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 40, finishing up the chapter. And we're just flying now. How many more? Do you have one more round? Two more rounds? Two more, probably... So ten, ten more sermons, okay, something like that. All right. Yep. How many will that be total? Um, forty-five. Okay. Somewhere around there. All right. Yep. Yeah, Josh King. He was a big encouragement. He sent me. He sent me this text uh, a couple of days ago. Let's see if I can pull that up. <clears throat> he said. Um, where is it? Oh, uh, you're a slacker. Uh, William Gouge, I guess he's a Puritan, preached over a thousand sermons on Hebrews. <laughs> yeah, you're slacking. <laughs> so I'm going to really have to milk uh, chapters twelve and thirteen. Yeah, you're going to have to. You're going to have to take some time. William, I'm going to have to take Gouyer. I'm going to have to take work. <laughs> Gouyer. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, I don't he, know. He's probably French. It's Gouyer. I don't know. Gouji. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to start taking. Uh, I'm gonna have to start preaching sermons on just words, just <laughs> just one word at a time, <laughs> so I can so I can really yeah. really milk this. Some real overlap in those sermons, I bet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, we've talked about it before. The you know the the Puritans, um, even you know Martin Lloyd Jones. We appreciate their ministry and really benefit from them, but sometimes their preaching can get more topical. Yeah, because uh, they'll just take they'll just take a a word or or just a phrase, and then they'll preach on it. I mean, they'll essentially leave the book mm-hmm. and go well, and it's do, co- do kind of a systematic, and it's because they'd make a uh, like half their sermons application. Mm-hmm. Like the the last half, it's right. like every sphere of your life. You know, right, they're addressing right. The, yeah. on this one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. So, don't preach as many sermons through a book as um, like a Martin Lloyd Jones mm-hmm. trying to really make sure that the congregation gets a feel for the book and doesn't lose doesn't lose what the book is about. Mm. Okay, so preach a little bit larger sections now i heard you playing a video earlier is that a video for us i've got a video that we could watch it's not very long it's it's pretty short it's not the one that i was watching and and laughing (laughs) and laughing at there's a lot there were there were many this weekend sent funny things Uh, i just found this one and i thought uh, at one point in my sermon apparently josiah asked why is daddy screaming (laughs) <laughs> Did you really yeah because uh, i was i was getting excited up there and saw this video and thought well at least i didn't do this <laughs> <laughs> which part were you getting excited on because i had it on 1.75 listening because i wasn't here and so i had to listen before i came in today mm-hmm. so i put it on 1.75 so which part were you screaming on <laughs> goodness well as i was uh it was the first the first section because it's talking about all these victories yeah, yeah. Of, of faith and yeah, yeah and i was i was emphasizing like this is what we get really excited about oh this i, I is, know what this yeah, is okay. the you know this is the the part yeah. that we 
This is what we we want our our Christian faith to be like. You and, said if we weren't all Baptist, people would be high fiving uh-huh, each other. Yeah, they jump up. Fist I mean, bumping. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be high fiving. Fist bumping but. and high fiving. Yeah. What if yeah. it's a Napoleon Dynamite fist bump <laughs> or an air air pump? Yes. Yeah. Uh, nice and conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got here? You got a screamer? Uh, kind of, mm. kind of. Ah, we can just watch it. It's it's like. It's like okay. ten seconds. All right. <laughs> it's not I'm very down, long. I'm down for no, it's not very screen. long, Make, so we can go over to my screen. Might wake me up a little bit. Okay, you got me turned up. I think so. We'll find out. Okay. Let's see if I can get this in the play. Okay. Here we go. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh man! Get, <laughs> he said, "Get your leg off of there." <laughs> He kind of walks away dejectedly. <laughs> he pulled. He pulled his leg. He pulled his leg down. <laughs> I wonder if that was a senior pastor. He's like, I shouldn't have let this guy preach. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. So at least I, at least I didn't do that. Mm. <laughs> Jerry, I'm, Jerry, I'm still Jerry, you ever been in a church service like that? Not quite like that. I'm still waiting for you to get a good pulpit smack out of you. Mm. I keep thinking one day it's coming. <laughs> I've accidentally hit my hand on the pulpit Bam! before <laughs> and hurt hurt my hand. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'd hurt myself if I was intentionally slapping it. Mm. I, I could my, try. I could try to crawl up on it like uh, like Steven Anderson. My my preaching professor in class, not in my class, but class uh, like a couple years before me. Had brought he brought in a guy who he thought was a great expositor, mm-hmm. and um, he came in to preach in chapel service, and he completely jettisoned all of that and become like Rick Warren, pragmatic whatever. Mm. His sermon was straight garbage, and I guess after, <laughs> right after that he had preaching class. This is my my uh, my first uh, pastor up there. He was telling me about this because yeah. he was in that class. Mm. He said he he just started. He's like. If any of you, you know, he, he do this and you start doing this, and he had his, his fingers, he'd point like that at, yeah. at all of us, and he uh-huh. went, bam, and he hit the pulpit, uh-huh. and he broke it. He broke his finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He used to play uh, college football. Mm. We were all scared of Dr. Aubrey, the sermonator. Yeah, I've I've whacked the, like, whacked the side of the pulpit before on accident. Karate chop? Yeah. Mm. You got to keep that wrist tight on when you mm. karate chop the pulpit, George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you're getting injured. Yeah. Just got to keep going, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're in Hebrews chapter 11. Continue with this big hall of faith. And mm-hmm. um, let's have you jump in and read the passage for us, and then we'll get going. Okay. All right. Let's throw it on the screen. All right. This is uh, verses 32 to the end of the chapter. Uh, it says, What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, 
wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. All right. You started out this sermon talking about the privileged time in history in which we live, and I, I found that to be interesting because I think, for whatever reason, people can tend to always focus on the, how negative things are, because mm. things you know, can yeah. be discouraging, obviously, when you look at society and right. the way things are going. Um, what about the society, though, do you think, or this time in the world, uh, we'll get to scripturally, because that seems to be where this mm. this uh, Hebrews 11 is kind of flowing, mm-hmm. so that we can have this amazing application that they these people, they they didn't have it like we do, right? <laughs> right. But just think in general, what are the great <clears throat> blessings that, uh, and in many ways, these blessings have come because of the spread of Christianity over the face of the earth, mm. um, the rise of education system, mm-hmm. which was birthed out of the Reformation, yeah. the invention of modern hospitals, which mm-hmm. were, sorry, atheist not your invention, and again, invention of Christians, right. um, all of these great things. Mm-hmm. Let's just briefly talk about that. So so we can become a little more positive. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, I, I, and again, I think that this is um, maybe an apologetic mm. uh, tool that we can use. I mean, you look at the, the direction that Christianity spread. It spread to the West and to Europe. And if you do a... a kind of a, a study of world history, you'll see that the, the the big scientific discoveries are in that direction. Mm-hmm. They're in Europe. Why? I don't think that it's I don't think that it's a, an accident that Europe is is where all these discoveries are coming from. And I think it's because of Christianity. Mm-hmm. It's because the Christian worldview says that God, God created this world. Um, he has established certain laws. There's a pattern, the, the, you know, the uniformity of the world. We know that right. the sun's going to rise in the east and it's going to set in the west and it's going to do the same thing. And we can, we can predict the weather. We can predict um, you know, the, the cycles of the, the phases of the moon. Um, because God has, has done this Mm -hmm. it's, and it's, it's this God, it's, it's the biblical God. It's not, it's not these, um, these petulant gods of, uh, Greece and Rome who, well, Zeus got mad. So the sun's not going to rise today. Like we've got a God who doesn't change. He's faithful. And so we, we can do science. But you look at at other other areas of the world that are still lost in paganism, and they they don't have these scientific discoveries because, well, the sun is a god, mm-hmm. and we have to appease the sun god. Right. And if we don't, that's why we have an eclipse. Yeah, yeah, right. And mm-hmm. so the 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 scientific, the medical discoveries, technological advances, they're they. They're possible because we have, even if, you know, even atheists, they're living in God's world and they are presupposing that tomorrow is going to be very similar to today. Mm-hmm. And so you can do science. Right. And so this is going to work tomorrow 
because it works today mm-hmm. and there so there's uniformity mm-hmm. um even if they even if they would jettison the christian worldview they're still living in it yeah um but the atheistic worldview that says that all of this is just the product of time and chance um you can't really say that tomorrow is going to be the same as today because what if by chance everything pops out of existence mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean we we don't live that way though right um, we we live in the christian worldview um whether you're stealing from it or you are intentionally living in it mm-hmm. um and so we live in we live in the the christian the christian worldview is what has given us the the society we you know the 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 society we live in the um the the nation that we live in mm-hmm. it's the product of the christian worldview and right. and despite all of our many egregious sins america still is this great country yeah um and it still is better than living in you know the middle of the jungle mhm yeah um and it, it's because of christianity right yeah all right so we live in a, a privileged time in history uh you started that's how you started your sermon but really that's the re- there's a reason that's your introduction and it's to set up where this text eventually ends up that we are did you realize that penicillin hadn't even been around a hundred years uh, i knew it was around a hundred years i knew it was very new yeah penicillin's a great invention it's pretty wild you ever had penicillin mm-hmm. not like i mean modern antibiotics like they uh yeah derivatives different kinds but mm-hmm. like the real stuff like a shot um i don't know i don't know if i have or not well i have one time that i know of only one really yeah and it was for something super important that i had to be at george <laughs> okay so i was sick mm-hmm. teams in the playoffs mm. sophomore yeah so you know go to the uh and this was, uh, you know, army doctor. Usually, army doctors they just do whatever you want. But we told this guy, we're like, I gotta, I'm sick, but I gotta play tonight. He's like, I got some for you. He <laughs> <laughs> gave me a steroid shot and a penicillin shot. Yeah. Four hours later, ready to go. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Killed everything in my body, apparently. <laughs> yeah. What a what an amazing invention. Polio vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad and he's over here. He doesn't have a microphone. He's telling me he can remember they. It was a drop, mm-hmm. and I think one of your relatives was paralyzed. Was paralyzed or something happened because of polio? Um, one uh, some girl that was in your family. I remember your mom talking about it. I don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but that's recent. That's like recent stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I found I found that smallpox was finally eradicated in 1977. 1977. Yeah, they 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 like they quarantined off like a mile radius around this person. Did you know that? Mm. It was the last person on Earth with smallpox, and they knew it. They quarantined like a mile radius, wow. and then they uh, they gave her the the, vaccine. the vaccination, mm. and then they waited to make sure it didn't spread from the mm. neighborhood. And then afterward, it was like smallpox is gone. Wow. Yeah. Heart stents were first approved for use in '94. That's I mean, that's just a that's just a normal yeah outpatient oh, procedure. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just twenty years. Yeah, that's. I wonder if soon they will grow your own heart. You think they will one day, <sighs> based off of your own? Like they take Maybe. they take your own stem cells out of your body and grow you a new heart. 
Yeah. I don't know. They probably will. Be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but we, you know, we we live in a a time that is better than a hundred years ago. We have yeah. air conditioning and riding lawn mowers and. So what's interesting to think about this, we, theologically, we would think we are not as privileged as the people of the Old Testament because, you right. know, God is showing up everywhere all the time yeah. in the Old Testament, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's doing these amazing miracles, doing these things. That's the impression you can get, but uh-huh. really, really he wasn't. Right. It's was very special moments in time. Mm-hmm. But according to the, the passage, we are in a privileged position. Yeah to be where we are in, in, in history. Mm-hmm. And to have this view, I think it's important also that we, you realize, okay, yeah, the culture is looking not good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can agree there. Yeah. It'd be a tough time to have, you know, like, raised children. Mm-hmm. But if you believe in that God is the big God of the Bible and not, you know, this uh, this uh, Jarvis is my co-pilot, you know, the, <laughs> the Jesus is my co-pilot version of Christianity, yeah. where he's along for the ride in history with you, uh, if you believe he's determined all things, including when you were born and mm. the boundaries of your life and where you live and every single day of your life in between yeah. and the time of your death, and he has for your children, he's chosen you to live in this moment in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it is a difficult fight, but here it and not right. You're you're not living in you know 2023 in Tibet, right? Like you're live you're living here. Uh-huh. By by God's plan, mm-hmm. and compared to the Old Testament saints, you're in a better position than mm-hmm. they were. So people are going to be like, "Okay, you got to explain this to me." Yeah. <laughs> so how do we get how do we get here? Yeah. So your your outline, I think you had uh, four four things for us to do. Is that what you said? Well, it was three. Three things for us to three, do. I wrote the, down four. But the la- the last one was the last one was uh, a little bit the. The label I gave it was a little bit longer. It was it was long and didn't it didn't like uh, it wasn't as tightly fit. But yeah. first one you have is to consider the triumph of the past. Mm. So we're these people are all listed, and um, yeah, this is kind of the last end of this big list. Yeah, this is and he starts rapid firing, mm-hmm. shooting them out there. Yeah, and it it kind of um, I mean he he says you know time would fail me. Mm-hmm. So he's he's he is um, possibly preaching. I mean, people think that this might have been a, originally a, a preached sermon that was written down. Maybe Paul preaches it, Luke writes it down. I mean, but we don't, we no, don't one know. Know, no one knows. Um, yeah, but he is um, he is mindful of the fact that there's just too much material. Like he's not going to be able to walk through the entire Old Testament like he did with Abraham mm-hmm. and Moses. Right. Yeah. Hey, but he, but hey. he also does this in a way to, like the the rapid fire list, does kind of escalate the the um you know the whole point that he's trying to make. Right. I mean, yeah. it, as he's going slow, you're going slow through Abraham, you're going slow through Moses, and then he's just like bam, 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 and it's oh, just, yeah. and it just kind of, it, I mean, it just impresses upon you yeah. what he's saying, like yeah. this, like, I mean. I mentioned Andy Stanley. You know, Andy, Andy Stanley is he's trying to convince people to unhitch from the Old Testament. The author of Hebrews is trying to say, "Look, there's a wealth, there's a wealth of, of uh, of examples from the Old Testament. Don't 
don't unhitch from the Old Testament. Look at all time would fail me to tell you of all these, mm. all these saints of the Old Testament that live by faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how are we gonna how are we gonna uh, benefit from them if we don't know the stories? That's right. If we come if we come to the Old Testament just with this critical eye and we say uh, a guy with long hair has like superhero strength, yeah, that's just you know. That's just the these ancient people mm-hmm. making myths or whatever, right? Um, like, what what benefit is that to us? <laughs> the author of Hebrews, uh, his whole point would fall apart if if these weren't real people who actually did these things by faith. Yeah, I think what is was very beneficial to consider about this list of of people: Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. They conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, and obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, and you're like, this is awesome. But then you have to remember who they are. Yeah, (laughs) right. This is quite the list. These are very flawed people. Yeah, this is quite the list. Yeah. And which is an interesting pick, Mm -hmm. but but it's good and encouraging. Yeah. Should be encouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got Gideon. He's a coward. You go back to, to Judges six and see he's hiding from the Midian, the Midian armies. Um, even after he conquers them, he uh, he ends up making a gold ephod, and Israel decides oh, we're going to start worshiping this thing. Um, and so he's he leads the the nation into further further idolatry. His he's got a he's got a concubine who has a a, a son, and he like tries to take over. He's like a dictator, hmm. um, uh, Abimelech. And you've got Barak. Uh, he won't even go into battle unless Deborah goes with him. Um, you've got uh, Samson. I mean, what are we going to say about Samson? <laughs> He's a womanizer, um, breaks his Nazarite vows, um, anger, mm-hmm. prideful. I mean, he just seems like this arrogant guy. Jephthah offers his daughter as a burnt offering. I mean, they're. I mean, you read the you read the story, and you're like, "This is these are terrible people." Yeah, like, th- these are who the author of Hebrews decides to highlight, not Ruth and Boaz, not you know, Othniel. I mean, there's there's people that don't have any like major flaws that are presented in the text mm-hmm. that he could use. And he uses these people. I mean, even David. You, I mean, David. We we know him as the this this great king. God made a covenant with him. He he had great victories, but he also committed adultery and murdered Bathsheba's husband. Samuel. Um, he's he's kind of the he's kind of the um, uh, switch between judges to prophets. Yeah. Uh, but he's a terrible dad. Mm-hmm. Like his his sons are judges who take bribes. And the people, Samuel's getting old, and they're like, we don't want your sons to, mm-hmm. to lead us. Give us a king. Uh, and that's that's how bad they were. Mm-hmm. And yet he uses these people yeah, uh, as these examples. Hey, Jay, be like Samson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it sounds terrible. Uh, but it reminds us that um, he's talking about these people who aren't perfect and that being being um, steadfast in your faith, persevering in faith, is not the same as moral perfection. Right. 
And it reminds us that, I mean, this also helps us to read the Old Testament. Read it from this viewpoint. Look at it from the author of Hebrews' perspective. He says that these men did these things by faith. Mm -hmm. Now go back and read about Samson and see his faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go back and see Barak. And yeah, he's a flawed guy. See his faith. Mm-hmm. And um, and it should be an encouragement to the original readers of Hebrews, but it should be an encouragement to us. Yeah, that the 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 success, the strength of our faith is not in our faith. We we're not supposed to have, we're not supposed to have confidence in the in the the faith in our faith. We're supposed to have confidence in the object of our faith. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're going to fall and we're going to sin and we're going to be weak. Keep clinging to the promises of God by faith. Just like Samson, after he has his hair cut off, he loses all his strength and his eyes get put out and he's made to be a slave and kind of like a circus performer for the Philistines. He's still at the end of his life. Look at what he does. He has faith. (laughs) He calls out to God and he he believes he believes that god is the one who gives him strength mm-hmm. um that that should be an encouragement to us that if these if these men who are massively flawed can be commended by their faith mm-hmm. um that that tells us that uh god justifies by faith and not by works yeah that's true. That, that should be a, a massive encouragement to us. Yeah, it should be. All right. Um, so consider the triumphs of the past. Also, though, consider the sorrows of the past. Mm-hmm. So it's not all victory. Yeah. A lot of times it's not. Right. Yeah. We you know we read these we read these this list and they conquered kingdoms and enforced justice and they put foreign em- enemies to flight and the you know you've got Samson who's killing a lion with his bare hands and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego are walking in the fiery furnace and they're not, they're not hurt. And you know, they're, these are the Sunday school mm-hmm. lessons that we, we grow up with. Yeah. Right. And, uh, this is where I was like, you know, if we weren't Baptists, we would, you know, get excited about this. <laughs> We'd actually find this to be like exhilarating. These are the, these are the feats that movies are made of. Um, and that's what we want our faith to be like. Mm. That, that's what we want our, our Christian experience to be like. And we've been, I think that we've been conditioned in America to think this is what Christianity looks like. There's a church on every corner. Uh, you can, you, you have um, access to just all this literature. And I mean, you can go to the bookstore or you go online. You, could, you can order um, any Bible that you want. Uh, we get, we get hyped when um, we've got Christian politicians, and I mean, remember when? I mean, every time a celebrity comes out and says anything about God, I mean, it could just be the most generic, right? The yeah, generic yeah. thing, and Christians just lose their collective minds. Yeah, I me, mean, you think of Kanye, uh, you think of Chris Pratt, um, with the most general statements of ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're they're just so watered oh, down. Chris and Pratt, maybe he should be he should be a preacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. so, okay. So we've been conditioned to think this is what it looks like. You know, if, if Kanye is a Christian, now now we're going to be respectable. Everyone's just going to want to be a Christian. Please refer to him as Yay. As Yay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, 
coming out with his <laughs> mask on or whatever, talking about how Hitler wasn't all that bad. Um, you know, it hasn't aged well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's conversion. Uh, but it, I mean, it, over and over and over again, I, I mean, how many times have we seen celebrities that become, you know, quote unquote Christians mm-hmm. and everyone's like, this is great. This is, you know, now we've got people in Hollywood. And <laughs> right. <there's, yeah. laughs> like, you've got, you've got, um, you know, false Creek. They're always pumping out these numbers. Like we've had, we've had. 10 bajillion <laughs> decisions made this summer and mm-hmm. then no one comes to church. Right. You've got uh, Rick Warren talking about, I've trained more, more pastors than all the seminaries combined. Yeah. And we're, we, we have this, this, this idea that you can manufacture this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'll buy my book and I've got a 10 part series on how you can quench the power of fire. It's like that, but that's the, that's America, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we stop. We stop reading in the middle of the verse, like women receive back their dead by resurrection. Full stop. Yes, <laughs> that's the Christianity that we want, and we don't. We don't read. We don't keep reading. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a terrible verse division. <laughs> for, for one thing, I don't know why it's. I don't know why they divided it this way, but. Um, you got to keep reading verse 35 mm-hmm. and, and, and the remainder of, of the list because um, it says that uh, some, the, the Greek it literally can read, um, but others, uh, but others were tortured. We're like, well, that doesn't sound quite as great. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that's, not, that's, uh, that's not the list I want to be on. Right? Some were tortured. They refused to accept release. Um, not because it wasn't offered, but because it came with conditions. Right. Like if you'll do this, we'll let you go. Kind of reminded me of that uh, pastor, that Chinese pastor earlier mm-hmm. when he came to church. They, they, if all he had to do is capitulate to there, mm-hmm. and he'd be free. Uh, we can think of uh, Polycarp, the story yeah. of Polycarp. Oh, yeah. He's brought before the, the Roman uh, proconsul, and he's like, just just say away with the atheist, which I, that it that was referring to the Christians. Right. The, the Romans thought that well, they the Christians reject the pantheon of Roman gods, so they're yeah. they're they're atheists. So just say away with the Christians, away with the atheists, and we'll let you go. Like yeah. have respect for your age. You're an old man. You don't want to go through this. Just renounce Christ, and we'll let you go. Mm-hmm. Like you must not know who I am. Yeah. I'm a Christian. <laughs> he says away with. He looks at all the all the Roman. And he's like, away with the atheist. And shades emerged from heaven. Yeah. And, right. and donned his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they refused. The original, the original thug life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they refused to re- accept release, and others suffered mocking and flogging and chains and imprisonment, and they were stoned, they were sawn in two. Like this, that's the tradition of of Isaiah's martyrdom is that King Manasseh had him sawed in two with a wooden saw. Ugh. A wooden saw, huh? Yeah, that's that doesn't sound that does not sound great. Um, there's a textual variant um, after sawn in two. Um, you can see it in the the ESV. It has a footnote that uh, some manuscripts say, and they were tempted. New American Standard, uh, LSB, King James, they all keep it in the text. Um, but it it reads, some were sawn into, some were tempted. 
and uh, the two words for sawn in two and tempted they they look and sound similar. So mm. some people say eh, maybe it was a copyist error. Uh, there's been some um, some attempts to uh, to say well there's other words that this could be. Uh, so it, it could be translated as they were burned mm. um, or they were impelled or they were sold. Um, so there, there is a textual variant there, uh, which uh, fits in with uh, a story that I read from uh, Second Maccabees. Well, some people may be curious right now. They're like, okay, you mean there's textual variants in the Bible? Mm. So maybe we take just a pause, brief one, just okay. to talk about there are... There are many of these textual variants uh-huh, in the New yeah. Testament, mm-hmm. um, and don't let that like right. scare you or cripple your faith and think that you have a Bible that you can't trust. Because even uh, Bart Ehrman, who has pretty much become, at least in America, <laughs> the leading Bible critic, mm-hmm. um, he's an atheist, um, he learned under Bruce Metzger, correct? Yes. Okay, so they, they applied the same type of critical analysis of the Bible, but Bruce, Bruce Metzger is a believer. He's a Christian. Mm-hmm. His student is became an atheist, mm. and he's the Jesus Seminar guy. Yeah, even him, he says, not one textual variant alters any Christian doctrine. Yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, you've got they were stoned, they were sawn into, some were tempted, they were killed with the sword. If you take out they were tempted, right? It doesn't really, it doesn't really change, <clears throat> but. It doesn't change the point of the passage at all. Um, it's down in the footnotes. You can see it. Mm-hmm. Like some manuscripts say this, some right. manuscripts say this. Uh, the words, um, so uh, they were sawn in two is apristhison. And uh, the word they were tempted is apirasthison. So they're, they're really, they're really similar they're really close this might so, lend some credibility to that it was preached because you know preachers mm-hmm. can like to do that type of play on words and yeah a, and yeah words like an alliteration yep. uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah it's, so it sounds very similar um you have to remember as as they are are copying these by hand someone's reading it and they're copying to them and they're they're copying it or they they're they're reading it maybe by candlelight and um they, I mean, I I write my sermons by hand, and as I I write it, and you don't then, download them, no, and then no. I go, and then I go. <laughs> you don't you don't get online and no. pick out your favorite Bible no, teacher, maybe no, J D Greer. No, goodness. you hit up old J D, be like, hey, can I can I preach your illustration? Yeah, like it was my like actual was life. Yeah. Um. So I I, I <laughs> George, write, you're so old school writing your own sermons. I, know, I write I write it by hand, and then I I take a day off, and I come back on Saturday, and I read through it again. And and there's times when I'm I'm like. I wrote the same word twice, or I, you know, I wrote this in a way that you repeated. Yeah, I repeated it, or I've left, or I've left out a word. Yeah, um, I'm. Ty- I've done that typing. I'll be typing, yeah. typing, typing, and I'll have a few other thoughts, and I'll keep typing again. And I'm like, I typed the the same five words twice. Yeah. you know. Um, so that happens. That mm-hmm. happens with the the manuscript for the for the Bible also. That someone may leave off a letter, and it it changes what the word would be. Right. Um, but you've got, we've got, we don't just have one manuscript or two manuscripts. Thousands. There's 5,000 manuscripts and, and, um, the majority, you know, you can, you can compare them. You can look and you can say, well, this is probably the most likely reading, but even if we get it wrong, 
uh, like you said, it doesn't change. It doesn't change any doctrine. Right. There's no, there's no, there's no doctrine that would be changed by saying, well, we should leave out. They were tempted. Right. Like you've got, they were, they were stoned and sawn in two. What, what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, I mean, you need more. Um, so that, yeah, there are, there are variances and it's because they were, they were copied by hand and, um, they weren't, uh, they weren't with, you know, these ink pens, <laughs> you know, they had, they were dipping it in a bottle of ink and writing it on animal skins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There might've been some, there might've been some mistakes in the copying process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can look at that, how widely they were disseminated and you can compare the different manuscripts right. and you can trust your Bible. The, the Bible that you have in your hand is, um, it's trustworthy. Right. Yeah. And for, for someone like that, who is not a believer in atheist to admit mm-hmm. none of these textual variants alter any mm-hmm. Christian doctrines whatsoever. Yeah. Is a big admit. Mm-hmm. A lot of the textual variants um, are like leaving off a definite article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> that's that's not a that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there, yeah, there's a textual variant there, um, but you can see it. You can see it in there in your footnotes. So there are people who triumph in the past despite being. Very flawed, and there are also people who endured great sorrow and pain in the past, but they God persevered in them, and they persevered in faith in God through these both good things and yeah. bad times of sorrows. Yeah, um, but we read this list, and we 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 want to we want to have the Christian experience of the first part of the passage, but some were tortured. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Sawn in two, yikes! Right. <laughs> and um, we don't want that for ourselves. We don't want it for our kids. And we often think, well, that's that's uh, that's like fringe. That's you know, that's um, that's the majority of Christianity has been what we have here in America. This being stoned or being killed by the sword, that's. You know, that's these missionaries that went to, you know, these faraway countries and maybe they were martyred for their faith. But as we read through the the um, the New Testament and we read the Old Testament, we see that America, American Christianity is the the exception. It's not the rule. Oh, yeah. This for sure. This this is the this is the majority of Christian experience for the majority of Christian history. Probably even the majority of Christians alive right now on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we are we're so we're so prone to view everything through Americanized mm-hmm. eyes, and we forget that we're a small we're a small section of Christianity. There's right. there's a, a big wide world that has a lot of Christians. We we more, can more Christians than are here, and they're experiencing worse things than yeah. we're experiencing. Right, and we we forget that many of them are they live in. Um, Absolute authoritarian regimes, yeah. Whether they be uh, atheist regimes like in North Korea or China, or they're uh, Islamic, mm. the Islamic State regimes like Saudi Arabia and Iran, yeah. Uh, Christians aren't free there, right? They're persecuted. Mm-hmm. They're killed there. Yeah. They're disowned there. They're 
stoned to death still today there yeah. in China they'll pick you up and put you in a re-education van and you'll disappear mm-hmm. and if you don't re-educate you'll never come back yeah. um, or they'll just take you away to jail on trumped up false charges yeah they'll raid your church uh, even you know the the church we support in Russia the first time we supported them the the version of the KGB came to his office and stole all the money we sent and his computer yeah just to send a message we know what's going on yep like we become so arrogant when we look at the things that are going on in this country and and then we can begin to think oh well oh we we better get ready cuz Jesus is coming back any minute <laughs> right because he would never let us suffer here right yeah like th- Meanwhile, ninety percent of Christians globally are the tri- under the tribulation is coming, Jay. Right, and you would if you said that to a Christian in North Korea, they'd be like, "What are you talking about? That's all we know. Yeah, all we know is tribulation." Right. Um. You. you we think that you know the 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 uh, the dominant eschatological position in America is, is dispensationalism and the secret rapture because, like you said, God wouldn't allow His church to go through this. He's been allowing his church to go through this all over the world mm-hmm. for two thousand years. Right. He's not. He's not snatching up the Christians in China so that they don't disappear, so they don't go right. through these terrible things. And where is Christianity growing? I mean, it's growing yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Christianity is not growing in America. Right. Yeah. And and that's the point. That that was the kind of the point I was trying to make in this in this section is that um, the the scriptures tell us not to be surprised when things like this happen. And if we are, it's going to make us fall away. Right. We're going to fall away when stuff like this happens. And the reason the reason why these saints could persevere is because, it, like it says in verse 35, they were refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. They were looking, again, to, to the future. They were looking forward not to this world mm-hmm. and its privileges and pleasures and, and comforts, they were looking forward to resurrection. They right. were looking forward to a new a new earth. Right. Um, and the reason why I think that so many Christians are deconstructing, they're falling away, is because they're experiencing pressure and opposition and hostility here right. that they that they haven't experienced in you know two hundred years, and <clears throat> and they're not they're not ready. They're and not so, even, and so they're falling away. Christians We're, are so weak today; they will cave to a blue-haired, yeah, uh, short, bobbed-haired mm-hmm. feminist screamer. Yeah, and like you're gonna you cower to this person. We got to be winsome, right? We got to be, yeah. And then it'll have you deconstructing your whole faith because right. Christianity's not fair. Because we're because we have the 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 blessings of America have also been a two-edged sword for Christians. Mm-hmm. We're too worldly. We're we're too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so when any any minor inconvenience hits us, all of a sudden, maybe Christianity isn't true. Right. Maybe the Bible doesn't really mean what it says about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're because we're too worldly. We're we're not we're not like these people that are are looking forward to a better life. Right. We're not looking forward to resurrection and, and we want we want this world. We want this we want the influence um uh, of this world. Yeah. We want people to to uh, celebrate us because we're Christians. And that's just not that's just not what we're to be expecting in this it's life. The fear the fear of man, man. Yeah. You know, the fear of man. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus said if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you got to consider that. Yeah. We, we, cam- we camouflage ourselves mm-hmm. here in America. We go to work and we are, we're just like everybody else. But I see you don't can camouflage yourself. You're wearing a Cubs shirt. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm used to suffering. <laughs> <laughs> You're here wearing it proudly. I'm used to people mocking me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're doing uh, they're doing all right so far. They're yeah. doing all right. Yeah. There's always hope at the beginning, isn't There's there? There's always hope. This could be the this could be <laughs> our year. <laughs> No, I mean, we, I, I, I really was, I've been thinking about this because this, this sermon and then um, preaching at a conference at, at Josh's church uh, this weekend and, and just talking about some of the same stuff, um, we're, we're called to endure suffering and we're called to persevere. It's a fight. Mm. Uh, Paul talks about fighting the good fight, running the race. Um, that's, that's, that's agonizing work mm-hmm. that's uh, that's painful work and we yeah, was, we're, we're we are where uh our spiritual muscles are atrophied in america because we haven't had to work them yeah we we're a weird people in america in the christian world you know back for a funeral this past uh, weekend it's a fast whirlwind of a weekend and um the church i was ordained at got to preach there but you know i was talking to Pastor there, he's a mentor, mentor of mine, gave me my first opportunities to preach and really invested in me. And, you know, he lives in an area where there's seminary, you know what I mean? And yep. I can see the frustration. The bubble. In his, without him saying it explicitly, that the people that are often called in to be experts, mm-hmm. to teach you how to be a preacher, right. have been pastors for like three months. <laughs> And he's like, you know, you don't even know what it is to experience the drudgery. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason that yeah. Paul will say to be a, like a good soldier, right? Because you are plodding along one foot after the other. You got yeah. ran, you know, you've got to deal with people betraying you, mm-hmm. um, undermining you, uh, being unkind to you, and you don't get to quit. Yeah, you just have to keep plodding along. And so, right. but in America, Christianity. You know, we will bring in some guy who's written books on being a pastor that's never been a pastor before. <laughs> this makes no sense. I don't think you should be allowed to write a book on uh, on pastoring unless you've been fired. Yeah, because you just don't know. You don't know that you don't. You, you haven't run the gamut. Yeah, <laughs> of but the you, experience. But you're disqualified then because you weren't actually fired. I wasn't fired. That's it was, right. It was yeah. attempted. Yeah, it was an attempted firing. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't even know what it's like to lose it's my job. Swing and a miss. Yeah, I. I don't know what it's like to. To actually lose, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but there are faithful guys out there who do. They know what it's like to to actually be ousted from their church because mm-hmm. they just want to preach the Bible, right? Uh, but it, you know, moving just beyond pastors, um, uh, we shouldn't be saying, "Well, I hope that I hope the government starts sawing us in two. Right? Um, it, this is just a hey. uh, this is just a call for us to remember. Right. That the Christian life is one of of opposition, and and yeah. and we're we might be called to suffer. I mean, there's there's people all the time on social media that you know don't call what we're experiencing here in America suffering or persecution. But I, you know, you go back to you go back to the uh, the beatitudes, and Jesus says, "Blessed are you when people say 
all kinds of all kinds evil of things evil things against you. So that's that is persecution by Jesus's own definition. We can keep it in perspective. They're not killing us, right? Um, but we do we people are falling away because people are saying all kinds of evil things against them here in America. Yeah, you're, never you're a bigot. Yeah. Well, I, I, maybe I am a bigot. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to deconstruct my faith. I need to. I need to figure out, you know, what the Bible really means when it's talking about this stuff, right? Um, or I don't want to. You know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I got to be winsome. Um, that we we are experiencing the it, Christians everywhere, to some degree or another, are always going to be tempted to fall away because of hardships that they're experiencing and just because our hardships aren't aren't like this list doesn't mean that we're not going to be tempted it's going to, to be fall a loneliness away. a lot of loneliness you know what i mean i think you know both of my children they don't really have they don't have close friends yeah i mean they're persevering they're great kids but i mean life would be a lot easier if they weren't what they were <laughs> you know what i mean uh we've been talked badly People have talked bad about us. You know, it's not been fun the past eight years for people who are supposed to be on the same team as you to tell people you're not a real Christian mm-hmm. or you're not a real Baptist or uh, you're a cult leader or because you you know you follow the Bible and that's it. And or yeah. uh, most recently, you're not a preacher of grace. That one I got a good <laughs> I got a good kick out of that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, yeah uh, not gracious. It, you know, maybe could solve that by just listening to one sermon. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not fun, mm-hmm. you know, but right. you got to count the cost. You could say being a Christian is not, or being a pastor is not for the faint of heart, but really nowadays just being a Christian is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've you got to persevere. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you something. Yeah, this is what, we, this is what we signed up for. Mm. Like it, it, this was not, this isn't hidden. I think I think from many pulpits it, it might be hidden, but if you go to the text itself, it's not hidden. Mm. Um, it, it's right out there. I think we every, could, every time people are amassing around Jesus and he's got this big crowd, he turns around and he says something hard. Oh yeah, so that they'll leave, right? Because it's hard to be a Christian, and mm-hmm. uh, you you have to you have to hate your life and take up your cross and follow Jesus and die. Yeah, and um, that's. You know, I've got a friend who That's was who was fired. You know, yeah. Robert. Robert. Uh-huh. He could yeah. write a. Maybe we could get Robert yeah, to write maybe a book. He should on write pastor. a book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the next Sunday after they fired him, they brought in a guy from the association. He did a puppet puppet shows <laughs> on Sunday morning. Yeah. So I've got a plan. Okay. Okay. I just thought of it just now. Yeah. We help catechize our children to be expectant of this type of thing mm-hmm. with accurate puppet shows. <laughs> All right. So we just need to have. You know, we can saw. Uh-huh, yeah. Some people in two on puppets and throw out the little red string uh-huh, yeah. and say, look, children, this is the Christian uh, way. I feel like stop stop uh, motion animation would be... <laughs> <laughs> we saw a few in two, have some lions come out, uh-huh. eat some other puppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're onto something. I know. Like, why doesn't, uh, why doesn't VeggieTales ever do... These stories, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> you don't yeah. have. Let you me tell you the you story have, about Jeremiah. You don't have, you don't have Isaiah sawn in two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's time for silly songs with Larry. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we consider the sorrows of the past, and um, I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is stuff that you do in the in the army. This is what's interesting. You've got these 
these great units, they have these big legacy. Mm-hmm. And it creates this whole like esprit de corps that is unconquerable mm. because you know your uh, motivation level can change based on your circumstances. Yeah. But if you have this like really good legacy, mm-hmm. um, and some army units do, you know, they have these incredible triumphs, but they also have these terrible stories of like <laughs> right. almost being utterly obliterated yeah. and then persevering mm-hmm. and not quitting. Right. And that creates this, like I said, this legacy that yeah, you're proud of. Yeah, and that's what he's doing. And instead here. of instead of instead of saying, "Well, I don't want that to happen," and you know, right? I don't know. It's almost like a badge of honor. Yeah, it's like, like oh, you did all that, like, and let's look, go. We're and we are still here. <laughs> yeah, we're still yeah. Here. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. And so consider then the this last of the third, mm-hmm. and then the bonus fourth. <laughs> consider the faith, <laughs> the faith of the saints of the past. So consider the faith of the saints of the past. Well, it it. it it was it was consider the blessings of the present. Okay, I, and and this is this is the point I think mm-hmm. is it says all these though commended through their faith, mm-hmm. and this this brings us back to verse two. So we've got these bookends. So when he says all these, he's talking about all the saints he's talked about from Abel to uh, the people who are living in caves. Um, all of these these saints of the Old Testament they were commended through their faith. They lived these faithful lives, but they didn't receive what was promised. So they, they got these, these, uh, these temporary installments mm-hmm. of promises. So Abraham and Sarah got Isaac. Uh, Moses saw Israel brought out of Egypt, and Joshua brought them into the promised land. David received uh, the kingship. Solomon built the temple. Like you've, got, you've got these little promises, but they didn't receive the promise. Mm. Um, again, they weren't looking just for this strip of of land by the Mediterranean. They weren't just looking for creaturely comforts. Um, the The blessings of the old covenant were physical, but they were always looking forward to something greater. They're looking forward to the Messiah, mm-hmm. and they all died without seeing him. They yeah. they kept they kept hearing the promises, and they were believing the promises. But they all died and they never saw it. Right. And yet they're commended through their faith. But what about us? Mm-hmm. That that's the that's the argument. Yeah. It's all right, here's here's these here's these men and women who died without seeing the promise and yet they believed the promise and persevered. What about us? Mm-hmm. Because verse forty says God had provided something better for us. Yeah. And that that word better. That's like that's like the word. That's like the Hebrew word. That's the that's the key word in the book. Mm-hmm. Better, because Jesus is better than all of these things, and he mediates a better covenant, and he's gone into a better tabernacle, and he's he has offered a better sacrifice. That's the that's the word. You remember uh, Pee Wee's Pee Wee's Funhouse? Mm-hmm. You ever watch Pee Wee's Funhouse? Yeah. They had the they had the the magic word. They had the secret word. Magic word. Like whenever you whenever you hear the secret word, you're supposed to just go crazy. Yeah. If you hear the word better in the book of Hebrews, you're supposed to be like, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> he's talking about Christ. He's he's talking about what Christ has done. He has he has offered the better sacrifice that actually takes away sin. Mm-hmm. He has uh, inaugurated the better covenant the new covenant that actually deals with our problem our our problem and so god has provided something better for us than what the old testament saints 
ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And so we sitting here, the the three of us sitting in this room under the under the new covenant made in Christ, have a better blessing than Moses on top of Mount Sinai. And that's that's pretty amazing. Right. I mean, that's I mean, you got to just you just got to take it in. Yeah. Um, our our blessings under the new covenant, having seen what God has done in Christ, is better than all the the experiences of the saints in the Old Testament. Mm. And so that's good. And so the point is. Look at how the saints in the Old Testament who didn't see the promises lived. Now you, who have experienced the better things, mm-hmm. the better things have come, is what he says in, yeah. in chapter 9 and, and chapter 10. Um, how are you going to live? Right. How are you going to live? Are you going to punk out? Right. <laughs> like, are you going to Are you going to leave? Right. Are you going to give up? You've seen the better things. Uh-huh. Uh, the the better things have come in Christ, and and you're in the new covenant. And are you going to are you going to jump into this line of of godly men and women of faith and and be able to stand proud, or are you going to stand ashamed? Yeah, having Let's... lived this life of of comfort and pleasure and ease and sin, uh, and and give up. Right. Yeah. Think about though specifically the danger to make application for the listener to today and for the, our church people. They are not probably a danger of, I mean, obviously of going to Judaism. Right. Like, I suppose that could be a thing. but Maybe, but here's the rea- The reality is what we're seeing everywhere <laughs> is uh, children and parents and even grandparents and people that have been Christians a long time, they're caving to the pressure of the culture. And I consider it to be apostasy yeah. when you when you take sins that Jesus died for and now you say they are not sins mm-hmm. they are actually a good thing to right. be celebrated yeah you're spitting in Christ's face mm-hmm. you become like a roman soldier who pulled his beard out and spit in his face yeah. and lacerated his back this is what apostasy looks like today you may try to hang on to the name Jesus but you've taken a different one. Mm-hmm. You've thrown your Lord out the window and adopted the Jesus of this this age, which is really Antichrist. Mm-hmm. You've taken an Antichrist form, um, and that's the that's where it is today. The big movement today is the LGBTQ movement mm-hmm. in America, and Christians that jump into that movement I, I for think fear that, of man. I, I think that's the that is the the biggest danger for American Christians for sure. Yeah, you will worship at the altar mm-hmm. of the big gay. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't, you will be canceled. Mm-hmm. You may you could possibly lose a job, uh, lose a teaching position, lose your friends, be called a bigot, a homophobe, uh, all kinds of things. You'll be ostracized from society. Yep. Don't cave. Right, Christ is worth it. Don't give in. Um, you're not going to be sawn in two by a wooden saw. Wooden saw. Uh, hopefully not. I guess it possibly could be coming, but um, endure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yep. you know we uh, we don't have a we don't if we if we leave over this, imagine what will happen when it actually does become physical danger. Right, we will kill you. Yeah, unless you renounce Christ. There, these pulpits around the country are going to be empty in a second. Mm-hmm. 
they're just going to be jumping out the window. Oh, do I need to preach ball? Okay. Uh, out with Christ, in with ball. You know what I mean? So be prepared. Obviously, yeah. in the past five years, I could never have anticipated how quickly this had, this had changed. Right. It is... You know, it's breakneck speed now, which mm -hmm. is it's accelerating. So you just start counting the cost now. Yeah. Prepare yourself mentally now um, for how how it's going to change even in the next five years, and prepare your children. Start talking to your children about the need to persevere. Right. You must persevere to the end to be saved. If you would you be worthy of the calling by which you have been called, then do not cave. Do not call things Christ died for good things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I don't. I I try not to use military illustrations because I leave that to you. <laughs> Since you were actually in the military, I don't want to screw screw something up. <laughs> you don't want to salute them with your left hand, but <laughs> like in the movies, <laughs> Hollywood it makes the sometimes they make the most horrendous. Yeah, Hollywood stuff, man. Yeah. But, oh, but I mean, I I I would imagine the shame of of a soldier now um you know being a coward in the battlefield and standing before someone that was in Vietnam right like do you want do you want to live do you want to do you want to live up to the 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 stream of of figures mm -hmm. like do you want do you want to be able to stand before these heroes with your head held high or do you want to be ashamed? Mm -hmm. That's that's what's going on here. Yeah. You've got these heroes of the faith. They're they they're going to inherit the promises. That's that's the end of the verse. God has provided something better for us. We experience the new covenant in a way that they haven't. But apart from us, they should not be made perfect. But they will be made perfect. Mm -hmm. They they will experience. I mean the the blessings of of Christ's kingdom is that we sit at ta at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That they will inherit the eternal promises. Um, are we going to be ashamed in their presence as someone that was a coward? Mm. Uh, someone that uh, just got too hard. Right. I, was too, I was too busy, you know, playing video games mm -hmm. to worry about living a, a holy life. Mm. Um take this as like this is what we have to live up to right and we can because of what christ has done for us that's good yeah that's good all right <clears throat> so next week we'll be back in ecclesiastes and we're entering a section on wisdom i think it'd be good because it'll this kind of builds off of this mm -hmm. living in this world well, i mean we got to live here so right. we want to we want to have be shrewd. So they saw us into we got to live in this yeah, world, right? We want to be shrewd as serpents, yeah. innocent as doves. So there's this interesting uh, section of Hebrews all about wisdom on how to live in the world. So looking forward to jumping into that. Um, yeah, we'll I mean, how that. many you got left in Ecclesiastes? Four, four, okay, four left, and then we'll get into a summer preaching schedule. Mm -hmm. All of the other elders will preach two times, I believe. Okay. And uh, maybe one other other uh, brother in our church, he might jump in the mix. We'll see if his schedule works for that. So looking forward to that. And then coming back, you'll be in Hebrews, mm -hmm. and then who knows where we'll go from there. Well, uh, the plan, I think, is to finish Hebrews maybe around October. Yeah. October, beginning of November, somewhere okay. around there. So. Cool. 
Then I'm just stuff. gonna I, then I'm just gonna retire. I mean, where do I go? <laughs> it's your where favorite book. What are you gonna do now? Where do George? I go after? What do, do you do, do after, after you preach your favorite book? Yeah. Huh? Might have should have held on to it a little longer. Maybe give you some <laughs> something special for you to look forward to. Um, you can always wait about eight years and then preach it again. Just preach it again. No one will remember. Yep. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Hoping you enjoyed it and hope you're learning more about Hebrews. I know that I have learned a great deal as we go through this book. Um, Hopefully you enjoy Text Driven Tuesday. Come back for Friday, Free For All Fridays. We talk about anything under the sun, um, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about Friday. It's kind of like a discover, it's like a discover your own journey book, you know? We, uh, whatever the world throws at us, maybe we'll have a hodgepodge episode on Friday. We'll see what it is. So, uh, hopefully this is entertaining, but the main goal is to help you to become more and more conformed to Christ. That is our goal. Uh, if it is, if, if it has been beneficial, please like, subscribe, share, and we'll see you on Friday.